1: the Tropical Chevrolet Zack and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560 Sports, WQAM, FM99.9 HD2, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zack and the Nose. All right, it's time for another edition of Zack and
3: the Nose and we like to call this playoffs, the playoff edition of Zach and Nose. That's right. If you're listening right now, more than likely you're listening because you're in the playoffs. And that's all that matters right now. you worked all season long to get here in fantasy football to the playoffs, and you finally did it. So congratulations on one team, five teams, however many teams you're in. And this is Zach and the Nose fantasy playoff edition. It wouldn't be Zach and the Nose if I didn't have the Nose with me. Follow him on Twitter. At Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E.
4: Nosey, welcome to the playoffs. This is it. As I always say year in, year out, I have a quote from a high school friend that I will never forget. And here we are. Greg Lieberman said in 1996, the time is now. It has never been more now than it is right now. And that is what the playoffs are. You have made the tournament. Nothing else matters. The injuries that you took on, Nothing matters. What matters is what's in front of you. Just you versus your opponent. There is no next week, Zach. So here we are. We are trained. We are ready. We had an amazing last few shows, I must say. The advice that we provided on this show, I hope got you to this level. And so let's just finish what we started, okay? Survive in advance, but now it's closing time. Coffee is for closers and I'm drinking plenty right now. So Let's strap it on, let's go to work, and let's get you the best lineup that you could possibly put in right now because we have breaking news coming all over the place today, and I am here for it, and I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for every game, so let's bring it on.
3: Nose is very caffeinated right now, and to be honest with you, we had this conversation a couple weeks back, I believe on Zach and the Nose. I had my first Frappuccino a little while ago a couple of weeks ago
4: and guess what kind of addicted to him it now it's really bizarre because uh you are what a 43 year old man yes 43 yes correct and you had coffee essentially for the first time two weeks ago
3: yeah i've tasted like coffee in the past i think it tasted like motor oil i've never had a cup of coffee in my life i've had like a sip i like the shots of the cuban coffee the dj zog used to bring in love that never sat with a cup of coffee in front of me and last weekend I found myself in line with my son at the Boca Town Center Mall,
4: at Starbucks. You were jacked up. You called me. You were literally. I've like something is different. So your diet Mountain Dew or your diet Coke that you're drinking out the window. Out the window. You're a new man. But yes, coffee is for closers, and we're going to close right now, my man.
3: Mocha Frappuccino. That's what I drink. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like a milkshake.
4: It it is, and it's maybe not the most manliest thing to be saying. No, 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 and probably not very healthy for you either. I drink my coffee black.
3: I think at one point the mocha frappuccino was black, and then it's like a
4: milkshake after that. Straight up black, like a man.
3: It's a lot of caffeine right there. All right, so we have a lot to get to here on the show. We have a lot of our normal stuff that we're going to get to as well, but it is the playoffs. This is the biggest time of the year. This is the money-making couple of weeks. You really want to take this and grab it and go through it. Knows, where do we start here getting ready for the playoffs? We're going to go through the week that was. We're going to review Thursday night football. We're going to do it all.
4: Where do we start right now? Well, first off, we this is your job normally, but I'll just take it over for you. We are taping this show, okay? So this show is happening on Friday morning. So it is today. We did tape this today. And thankfully, the breaking news of the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, starting for your university school in South Florida, Mike White. That's right. That, that change has happened. So please bear with me. Uh, Friday is a very big day of news where players go from questionable to out. So if anything that you hear on this show doesn't make sense based on a report you read in about last six or seven hours, we apologize. There's nothing we could do besides have the information that is in front of us today. But yes, uh, we will discuss the week that was, and we will discuss last night, was a very uh, interesting game, one that I thought was actually quite predictable. Let's
3: and, start with that. Let's go with Thursday night football. Let's just dive let, right in. Let's, let's, go, let's in. go in let's right go there. In. Sure. What'd you think about Thursday night football last night? Would you love? Would you hate?
4: Well, the number one running back in the week went on a Thursday night, and that was Christian McCaffrey. So yes, they went against Seattle. Um Seattle's got a really bad rush defense if you want to get technical the 31st Baskin Robbins of the defenses and so in every website in every professional uh Christian McCaffrey was the number one uh running back and he performed Zach you know over 100 total yards he got a touchdown could it have been bigger with how big those holes were on the offensive line yes uh but at the end of the day um McCaffrey, if you started off with McCaffrey, you're feeling really good. But you're not feeling as good if you started out with George Kittle. Okay, what a— Wow. It's just amazing because Kittle obviously had two touchdowns, one of the longer varieties last night, 55-yard touchdown. And if you get bonus points, he had up towards 25 to 30 fantasy points in most leagues. Man. Where all— year long Zach he has been a major disappointment yeah Kittle is a Kittle he's a top five tight end you drafted him and finally if you made the playoffs and quite a bit of you know teams that have Kittle made the playoffs what a reward you got to start off with a Thursday night tight end which is the position that we've discussed for 16 17 weeks already on this show where it's been non-existent this year non-existent and yet out of nowhere You get Kittle popping about a 25 to 30. That is how you do well and start. So, great start for him. Uh, Great start for McCaffrey. Uh, You know, no one's really starting Miss Purdy over here, okay? So, Purdy, Mr. What was it? Irrelevant. That's right. Unbelievable story. If you started him, you did great, but I really don't think you did. Not many people are listening unless you have a two-quarterback or super flex league started him last night, but what but the point more is, I think moving towards now the semifinals and the finals. Not necessarily saying you could start him, but Christian McCaffrey and Kittle, for example, they're going to be a okay. Uh, the one major disappointment on San Francisco last night. Why don't you give it to me one last time, Brandon? I you two point seven fantasy oh. or three point seven fantasy based Ugh, on your terrible. scoring. So that's where okay, if you started him last night, that is you're off to a really not great start. And then there's the other side of it, okay? Um, Geno Smith had a very average to really poopy game, as we would say on this show, until the very end, the dirty, dirty. He got himself a touchdown in his uh, last drive to Noah Fant. So he ended up with around 15 fantasy, give or take. Uh, But it was really Kenny Walker uh, who was, again, having a really bad game but then caught about a uh, 35-yard play at the very end. He almost broke it. So he had about 10 fantasy, give or take. Not great, not terrible. DK Metcalf and both uh, Tyler Lockett had average games, uh, got themselves in full PPR leagues, just around 10 to 12 points. Uh, Tyler Lockett, broken finger. So it looks like he may have been, uh, if you survive in advance, you're going to have to find a replacement. That's right. And quietly, uh, Lockett was around the ninth or 10th overall wide receiver in fantasy this year. So it is actually a pretty bad hit, Uh, but, you know, the story of last night was just, in terms of football more than fantasy, is how incredible that San Francisco defense is. How good are and they? And how Jeez. ridiculous Nick Bosa is. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, I, no, he's pretty good. I I don't care if it's controversial. I don't think it is. I think he's, simply put, the best defensive player in the NFL. You know, T.J. Watt, obviously, is a little banged up in Pittsburgh, but he could be in that conversation. But overall, for me... There is, right now, Nick Bosa and everybody else in terms of rushing the quarterback.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing what San Francisco has done with that defense over the years. And Nick Bosa, every week, two sacks, three sacks, one and a half sacks, every single week. And last night, I got screwed on one of them. Also, Oh, the no, a terrible oh.
4: call on the pancake. And it just, I mean, from the South Florida angle, because we are a South Florida show, another superstar in the NFL in South Florida. What... What these kids, what what we feed them in the water down here is unbelievable, my friend. So Think,
3: think about what you could do all-star-wise defensively. First off, Bosa's got a brother who's just as good as he is when he's healthy. You have Joey on one side and Nick on the other side. It is unbelievable the talent that comes out of South Florida. That's another show just all by itself, like you said, but,
4: man. Oh, yeah. It is incredible watching those dudes play. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so last night, look— i hate thursday night football games right so uh, preferably i came in and and i and people asked me should i start dk Metcalf, and i i definitely told some people who had some better options at the time to bench him and, and i feel good about it but that's how good san francisco's defense is more than a reflection of how uh bad or you know seattle's offense has been great all year for the most part you know geno smith's what a resurgence but uh, not the best week to start him if you did. Uh you did just okay. You didn't have a flunker, but he didn't have that uh you know, he only had one touchdown throughout the end of the day. Right. But right. so last night, uh the only really, really huge disappointing guy that you probably started was Brandon. I oh, you-
3: it was and, terrible. Yeah. I know. It was a bad, bad showing from him uh the from last night. But what we need to do also is talk about the week that was. We need to get to that because I like going over everything before we go forward. So we just went kind of a little backwards, went Thursday Night Football, and then we're going to go a little bit behind. But you know what? It's our show. It's Who cares? our
4: party. That's right. And we'll do what we want.
3: That's exactly. You just said it right and you hit it right on the nose. Okay? See what I said there? Look what I did there. All right. So let's talk about the week that was. Nosy, give me a whole bunch of stuff that happened last week that people already know about, but fantasy-wise, unbelievable, or like we say, poopy performances from last
4: week. It's just with such great joy that in week 15 now that we're coming into, but week 14, that every single week, Zach, when we do this, you know, Garcia just has to hit the music because Jalen Hurts so good right. again. 217 yards, two touchdowns, but it's the seven carries for 77 yards Jeez. and a touchdown that puts him in that 35-point level. Just unbelievable how great he has become and this show the brilliance of the both of us to know it last year to call it out when people were saying bench him for Gardner Minshew, how wrong they were jalen hurts is the future right now and he looks great so here you are but as i said it means nothing until right now because now the tournament begins what's he going to do this week right he's got himself what looks to be a cold-weather matchup probably in Soldier Field at 1 o'clock. So I'm really interested to see, for all the Jalen Hurts owners, are they going to get that performance in the playoffs? And only time will tell. I'm betting not against him, Zach. Mm, I wouldn't bet against him him at this point either, right? But going onward uh, last week, and uh, a player that uh, our amazing producer Garcia actually called me on the phone, no lie, about six weeks ago and goes, I got to ask you nose, is Trevor Lawrence the real deal or not? Because he's not looking like it. And I still believed in Trevor Lawrence, and I still do believe in Trevor Lawrence. And he had himself the best week of all quarterbacks last week. 368 yards and three touchdowns, and he also got to sneak one in on the one-yard line. Four total touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, for the balance of this year in the playoffs, can he be started? Yes. Is he a little banged up? Yes. Does he have a really tough matchup at home versus Dallas? Yes. So we have to really go through your options if we're starting him. But more just for the future. Uh Jacksonville is in a great place. They have a coach that knows how to utilize him. Urban Meyer, shame, shame, shame. And uh but last week, you know, last week Trevor Lawrence has had that kind of game. And then uh, you know, again, Jared Goff, another great game. Unbelievable, right? Three hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns. And again, I don't wanna, you know, toot my own horn here, but one Do of it. Most, But one of the most controversial uh, moments I've had on my show was in the preseason when I, before the season starts, said, I believe that the Detroit Lions offense is going to be fire this year. And what was that based off of? It was based off a great offensive line, to be honest with you, and giving Jared Goff time with nice weapons around him. Well, Amon Ross St. Brown, what a stud he's become. This team is trending in the right direction. They are a really good team when they have time to throw the ball. And Jared Goff, 330 yards and three touchdowns, fantastic. So those were the quarterbacks last week that really blew up.
3: Yeah, that's good stuff right there. So what else happened last week, running back-wise, wide receiver-wise? I'm always reluctant to ask you after we do that, tight end-wise, because we did see Kittle last night, that's one thing. But each week I feel like I'm asking you about a position that if you don't have Travis Kelsey, it really doesn't even matter at that point. Start with the running backs. We'll get to the tight
4: ends by the end. And, and there is a, a fun tight end situation to discuss. But before then, you know, this is just the number one running back last week is not because of who this person is. It's because of the guy who throws him the ball. And, yes, we're talking about a running back, and we're talking about Jarek McKinnon.
3: Unbelievable.
4: Can we talk about it? Please. Patrick Mahomes? Unbelievable. What? It, what I, I'm like, I'm stuttering on air, and I don't care. What was that? This guy is going one way. He's not looking at him. Does an underhand pass across his body to a Jarek McKinnon with two guys coming right at Mahomes, and then McKinnon's wide open and just runs streaks by himself for I don't know 60 yards for a touchdown. He had seven receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns, but only six rushes for 22 yards. So, yes, this was based on Mahomes getting of him the ball. Right. The number one running back in week 14, Jarek McKinnon. And it leads to the question that we're going to have to address. Do we start McKinnon this week? Do we start Pacheco this week? Well, we're going to dive into each game, by the way, because... We have the time to do it. We're a two-hour show, and we need to make sure you are prepared for every game, every fantasy player for every game, and we're going to do a deep nose dive into McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. Love that Because name. they are going against the Houston Texans, who Zach rank Magic Johnson. What is the Magic Johnson It'll number? It'll be 32. How many teams yeah. in the NFL? 32. They're the 32-ranked team against the Rush. So, yeah, having a Kansas City running back is a really good thing, but also it's tricky because McKinnon has to have those big catches and plays maybe to be starting. But we'll dive into that as well. Not last night, but the week before. McCaffrey had a huge game, 119 yards in the ground, one touchdown there, 34 in the air, one touchdown there. Phenomenal. And Miles Sanders as well, 144 yards, 144 off of 17 carries. The most carries... By a running back last week was Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs, to just give an idea. That's volume right there. Uh, so, yeah, Miles also got into the end zone twice. So, McKinnon, McCaffrey, and Miles Sanders were the leading running backs. In Very 14. interesting
3: there. Let's go to the wide receiver position uh, and figure that one out. Normally every week,
4: I can mean, basically guess who it is. We can get right to it. And you're not wrong. Besides one player that snuck in there, number one. Justin Jefferson, Mm. fifteen targets, eleven receptions, two hundred and twenty-three yards.
3: Unbelievable.
4: Number one overall wide receiver in fantasy who went top three in fantasy this year in terms of wide receiver. So he is who you hoped he would be. Right, he was. He is who we thought he was. The one. Thank you. The one. uh, I guess anomaly this week was Jerry Judy. What a. What a weird situation. Three touchdowns. He got the trio. Uh, Even when Rippon came in after Wilson got super concussed, uh, Jerry Judy was still able to catch the ball. Eight receptions, 73 yards, and three touchdowns. But going back to your original point, number three overall, that would be Tyreek Hill. Of course. Of course. Number, Number four overall, that would be Jamar Chase. Of course. So here we are. Your receivers, and we're going to remember this, and I'm going to keep being repetitive because I'm speaking to myself when I say this, next year the landscape of fantasy has changed. These top receivers are so consistent that they should be in the first round. And a lot of them were, but they're creeping up ahead of guys that are consistent running backs. So next year when Derrick Henry is a year older and Jason Taylor has all this mileage on him, is it smarter and safer to go with a Justin Jefferson, a Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase over them? That's called a radio tease. We'll talk about that hopefully in about eight months from now. Yeah, that would be fun. Again, week after week, as you mentioned, wide receivers are consistent. Cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Big names, right. And you mentioned we're going to go finish uh, the tight end end position. There was one tight end that not only – Uh, was the number one tight end. He was the number one fantasy scorer amongst all players in fantasy. Wow. Evan Ingram. Look at that. It took you to week 14 to do something. Evan Ingram was on many waiver wires this week. I picked him up in many leagues, excuse me, because outside, as you said, of Travis Kelsey, there is not one person right now that is consistent who I trust, and that is crazy because there's a certain guy on Baltimore that should be there week in and week out. His name is Mark Andrews. Do you guys remember him? Because mm. I don't. Right, I don't. Who? He, exactly. Who? Uh, has been unstartable in the last three or four weeks, and decisions need to be made. Now, so I guess the good news is um, there's some. You, you might have no choice but to start him. But in my top gun league, if you would, I am in the playoffs. I unfortunately did not make the bye week. Uh, so I have a decision right now of Dalton Schultz versus Mark Andrews. And right now, Schultz is in my lineup. Wow. So, um, the bottom line is, and we've discussed it, the carousel of how horrible Jeez. the tight end position is continues on. One week you start Dawson Knox, he gets you a zero. The next week he actually finds the end zone and gets you 14 fantasy. One week you start Pat Fryermuth and he gets you three catches for 33 yards. The next week he gets you five catches for 10 yards, but he gets a touchdown. It's completely and utterly inconsistent.
3: Can I add someone to that? Let's Tyler Higby. Higby's is another one of those guys for me. That one week he had like four, I didn't have him, I had him on my bench, whatever, he had a decent game. Put him in next week, no targets or one target, that was it. That has been the story of my life this year, fantasy-wise, yeah. with tight ends. Yeah. I'm a week
4: late or week before every single guy has their blob week. You and the entire Jeez. rest of America, okay, you're the same. It's unbelievable. One week you're starting... Uh, hunter henry right then he gets you nothing uh, you know he gets 2.7 points and then, points, you, then right. you bench him that's the time he gets the two touchdowns and you could say this just about everybody the one player that you know uh has been somewhat consistent david njoku when healthy has been pretty good so uh, uh the bottom line is there's not much advice to be given right now uh, there are only really at this point one good tight end okay one consistent tight end and that's the creme de la creme after that you know. You start Evan Ingram, you start David Njoku, you start Schultz, you start Hawkinson, and you pray it's their week. Right. Like George Kittle had his week. Right. Because George Kittle, you know, not last night, but George Kittle last week. Four for twenty eight. Okay? So that's a six point eight in, right. in, in in uh PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. Last night over thirty. So here we are, and that's just a, that's just it. I don't care. We have our own show. There's no way around it. There's just a certain amount of luck that you need. And so if you're the kid owner right now, I hope you're smiling ear to ear because, you know, go play the lottery right now or at least hopefully after you you're week, play the lottery because you had a lot of luck.
3: Right, exactly. That's fantasy football in a nutshell for you right there. All right, that is the week that was. We're going to get to our normal stuff coming up here during the show. Remember, we're taping this earlier on Friday to play Friday night, a little Shabbat. Zach in the nose for you later on. Always brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Our great friends there, Eric and Ari, the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet. You know we love them. Let's take a break. We're going to come back right after
1: this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: With Zach in the Nose on AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2, the Joe WQAM. All right, back here on Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show
3: brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. It's playoff week. Hopefully you're ready for it at this point. We got a lot to get to in the show. Remember, we're taping this earlier on Friday to play Friday night, so we did have the breaking news, and thank goodness, happened right in the middle of our kind of, First segment there with Zach Wilson will be playing for the New York Jets, starting for the New York Jets, because Mikey Blanco, as Vlad used to call him here on the uh, show in the morning, is not out of the protocol, and Zach Wilson will be starting for the New York Jets. Now, before we even get into that or get Nose's reaction on that, we're going to go through everything like we we love to do now here to give you a little insight on every single game. Nose is going to go through the schedule. We already had Thursday Night Football. We talked about that. That's in the past. We got to talk about the Saturday triple header, the full slate of games on Sunday and Monday night football. Knows? Let's start on Saturday the triple header on NFL Network, including the eight fifteen PM game in primetime,
4: Dolphins and Buffalo. But let's start with
3: that first game of the day. Let's go Indianapolis and Minnesota. What do you like? What do you don't like there?
4: All right. So it, it feels like it's Thanksgiving because we have ourselves, you know, the the day game and then the late day game and then the night game, and so. It's just extra action to have last night and now tomorrow and then Sunday and then even Monday. Oh my goodness, four straight days of uh, football in your playoffs. I can't wait. But yes, so the bottom line is we have a two-hour show and my number one thing was I wanted to make sure that we were to go through every single game. We don't have text messages today. So based on that, I wanted to give a breakdown of every game and every player that I believe, is somebody that should be discussed by the game. So let's just dive right in, and it's Indianapolis at Minnesota at 1 o'clock, which right off the bat is a very intriguing game for me because uh, you got... Let's start off with Indianapolis, okay? Obviously, you're not starting Matt Ryan, but what you may not know is that Minnesota ranks dead last against the pass, Oof. okay? Which is... Obviously, really, really—that's not good, right? Yeah, right, not good. But does that mean you're going to go ahead and start Matt Ryan? Absolutely not. But what does that mean that you drafted a guy, late third, early fourth, who has underperformed all year, and that's Michael Pittman? That's Jr. right. Yep. Okay, so Michael Pittman Jr. right now is a player that I absolutely believe can have a good game. Okay, you have Alex Pierce there as well, but no, I wouldn't start him. It's too risky. They have a really bad defense, again, the worst. So if there was ever a time that Michael Pittman Jr. can be effective, it's now. So, yes, it's scary to start him because Matt Ryan looks like he's throwing a ball like a lollipop in the air. He has no arm strength. He's not good right now. And he, in my opinion, is in his last year. But, again, this is how bad Minnesota's defense is. That's right. Okay, I'm looking at it. They are right now averaging... The worst against the past 287 total yards. So, I'm starting Michael Pittman Jr. in Fantasy Leagues this week. That's mm-hmm. the real big message. Now, there's the on the other side of it. You know, uh, what's Minnesota look like in terms of the run? They're right in the middle, Zach. They're 16th. So God, I never expect that from Minnesota either. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, John Randall ain't walking through the door. No, I It don't, doesn't I don't. matter if you have Jonathan Taylor. Congratulations. You've come through, uh, you know, a lot of... To have the number one pick overall, you used Jonathan Taylor to make it this far. Uh, congratulations, you made the playoffs, and now, you know, nothing else matters. I am a Jonathan Taylor owner in the same top league that I am in, and I am saying, okay, I got here. I limped in. I barely made the playoffs, but I made the playoffs. I fought through it. Mm. Nothing else matters. This is a fresh start. Please, Jonathan Taylor, please find yourself that big run that you have done very little this That's year.
3: That 65-yard touchdown run towards the end of the game that makes you very, very happy. That is right? a yeah.
4: fantasy dream. That's it. And I want to live it. So in terms of Indianapolis, for me, it's obviously Jonathan Taylor, and I am giving you the A-OK to start Michael Pittman. Outside of that, I'm out. Right. On the other side of the ball, the Colts' defense, number three against the pass. So if you're a Cousins owner, Not the best start for him, okay? He's coming off a ridiculously good game last week. Uh, Obviously, we heard Justin Jefferson's numbers. You're starting Justin Jefferson, obviously. You're starting Dalvin Cook, Right. obviously. These are simple things. You know what? For the most part, if Hawkinson's your tight end, unless you have basically Kelsey. Right, you're starting Hawkinson. You're starting to knock. That being said, Cousins, he's got highs, he's got lows, He can have a good game. As a super flex second quarterback, fine. As a quarterback, too, if he's your best option, fine. But if you're in a one-quarterback league, I am not starting Kirk Cousins. And that is the breakdown of your 1 o'clock game. I like it. Let's move onward, shall we? Yes, please. Okay. Baltimore at Cleveland in uh, the afternoon game. I will tell you flat out right now, let's start with Cleveland. That is going to be a huge challenge. For those running backs there. Nick Chubb, you have to start. Obviously, you have to start him. Nick Chubb has been a top 10 guy. He's as consistent as can be. He's a volume runner. But he is going against one of the best rush defenses. Actually, they're number two in the NFL behind San Francisco. So, what does that really mean? That means you're actually not starting Kareem Hunt by any stretch of any imagination. So, if he, for some reason is deemed your best start on your bench i'm telling you to look otherwise this is the time to bench him he has a horrible matchup he doesn't have the volume and the cream hunt that was on kc or even last year that came out and had a few two touchdown games for cleveland that's a big no in terms of passing the ball here we are zach man the question Mm. always is is do we start deshaun watson or not and this is just a simply it's a it's a high risk high reward situation his first game looked really really rusty his second game a little bit better baltimore is 26th against the past so the matchup is actually all right uh in two but 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 it's a risk man okay thank you it's a risk he's not there yet guys if you watch the games he's not there amari cooper He's got a need to play. Again, We it's a little bit still questionable whether he will play or not. Uh, but someone like Njoku, I really like Njoku, so I would get Njoku in there. But Watson is literally start at your own risk. There's nothing I could tell you that you don't know already if you're a sports fan, if you're an NFL fan. Is he going to show up finally and have that big game at home against their rival? We don't know. It's a hit or miss situation. I in terms of in the playoffs, I don't like to get too tricky. I don't like to get too cute. That's what we stress here. What got you there? Well, Let me tell you something. Deshaun Watson did not get you to the playoffs. So in a two-quarterback or super flex league, okay. But if he's your only starting quarterback, I would highly, highly be nervous. Okay, let's just say that. Um, I have a decision in, in my leagues to start either Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady. I think it's a great Wow, it's a really great argument. Like Tom might have Brady have at jumped home. into
3: my yes or no's a little bit. Stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Tom Brady at home versus Cincinnati, or or, uh, or or Deshaun at home versus Baltimore. To give you an idea, Tom Brady has been terrible, but I'm going to still start him over Deshaun Watson. Okay, that's how. It, in the, and by the way, uh, in a brutal decision. Yeah, I'm but, sure. So when it comes down to Cleveland. I think I've illustrated it. Uh, you, you're going to start Nick Chubb. You're going to start Najoku. Everybody thereafter is start at your own risk. Going on the other side of the ball, you are obviously not starting Huntley. Okay, Lamar Jackson is out. I'm not starting anybody on that team not named J.K. Dobbins. And J.K. Dobbins had a nice week, but um, is it guaranteed that he's going to be the guy who gets the goal line carries? Absolutely not. But we are at a time where if he is your option for a flex I got absolutely no right. problem with it but it goes down to the conversation we had Mark Andrews oh my god it's been so bad and uh, Huntley is not getting him the ball so if you have to start him because it's either him or Pete, Pete you know, I like saying freermouth I don't know why I do you know yeah you're starting Andrews right just hope that the game plan for Baltimore involves him this week and it's that simple so pray prayers up for Mark Andrews right players because Jeez. it's been so
3: miserable it's been bad part of the mud tight end franchise of the year all right finish us off the primetime game dolphins uh, buffalo let's uh, get it
4: snowstorms josh allen so i got a report this morning from the bills mafia weather gal Ooh, wow that goes on twitter and says hey tailgaters expect five inches of snow and oh by the time it's the game you know, it's going to be around eight inches of snow. And then if you're driving home, you're looking at 10 to 12 inches. This is the hardest decision to make right now. The people are out there. A lot of people, especially in South Florida, Tua got you where you are. That's how great Tua has been. Outside of a few uh, mishaps in the last few weeks, Tua was the number one rated quarterback uh, coming into last week, and for great reason. He's been fantastic. Right? What do you do? Zach, what do you do? He's in Buffalo.
3: The test game, man. We talk about it all the time. The test game in the weather, in the elements, against Tennessee last year put up a stink bomb. This is a very big game for Tua at this point and a very big game for Mike McDaniel to put Tua in the right place this week also.
4: So much footage out there on how... uh, the Dolphins didn't utilize the run enough and how defenses have sort of, you know, Staley sort of outcoached la- uh, Mike last week. Not sort of. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I am a, an apologist for Mike McDeep I love I, Mike McDay. we got outcoached last he's week. He's a star. Yeah. Uh, so, look, here we are. Okay, I'm going to be very blunt with you. The running back situation right now is a tough situation because, A, Buffalo Bills are ranked fourth against the run. Now, I believe the Dolphin Dick game plan is to establish that run in a snowy game. So if you have Radio Rahim, it's a start at your own risk situation. Now, give me an update right now, Zach, about Jeff Wilson Jr.'s health.
3: He was on the injured list uh, today. He's going to be questionable for the game. He was limited. He's going to be questionable. It's going to be a game-time decision for him. And if it's bad, bad weather, there's a chance he, they don't play. Okay, him. so
4: thank you. We don't know right now. Right. But if he is deemed out, Mostert, is going to get those carries, and if you have to start him, I'm okay with it because of the amount of volume only he will get in a snowy game that you need to establish the run. But if Jeff Wilson Jr. okay uh, plays and there's a split job, I don't like either of them. And if he does play, believe it or not, in that type of weather and that type of gritty game, I prefer Jeff Wilson Jr. Right, right. But now, go. Let's get into the thick of it. Let's do we'll it. Let's get into the real deal. Holy field, Buffalo against the past. Not that great, Zach. alright they're, they're in the middle of the road. They're ranked 19th overall in the, in the NFL. But the question is, is two are going to throw the ball down the field, or is two are going to do these quick, quick slants, which right. I believe is what the strategy will be, and will one of those two players really break one in this weather? And I am skeptical. But that being said, Tyreek Hill, we're not even going to discuss it. He's in the lineup. Waddle is the discussion, right. and I believe you need to start – Jalen Waddle, the penguin himself had a game where he was a ghost he was invisible last week I do not think that they're going to do that again I think they're gonna get the ball to those wide receivers slants screens and if one of them can make one move and one block they're going to be gone and I think you gotta start those guys they got you where they are they're both top 10 wide receivers in fantasy now, again, we have to see how bad the weather is. Right. It's all about that gut, and you'll have the time. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow night. You have decisions to make. Check the weather. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to Tua, is that out? Love him. I do not love him. I get it. I I'm totally scared. get it. This yeah. is not his best game. If you could survive in advance this week, Tua's got a schedule for the balance of the year that I like a lot more. So this is not just like a a negative towards him. He's a little bit of a slump. He's been a little inconsistent. And I just don't see him getting more consistent when you can't hold a ball because it's snowing or it's wet and it's freezing. So I think this is going to be a conservative game plan. I think they're going to try to win ugly and that is not good for fantasy purposes.
3: Right, not good at all. So that is the Saturday slate of games. Indianapolis at Minnesota, Baltimore at Cleveland. That was your breakdown the first one. That was only three games we just broke down, and it took so long. I can't wait to get to the rest of the slate of games today or the slate of games for the weekend. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads of Tropical Chevrolet down here in Miami Shore. Shout-out to the King and Queen, Ari and Erica of Tropical Chevrolet as well. Always having our back here. But we are going to take a break. We're going to come back.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: After the end of a good fight,
0: you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this
3: rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella.
0: let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
1: Best right after welcome back to the tropical chevrolet fantasy football show with zach in the nose on am 560 and fm 96.5 hd2 the joe wqam
3: All right, back here, and it's almost time. Well, it'll be time here in just a second for one of our favorite segments we like to do here on the show, yes or no's. No's, before we get to that, I wanted to ask you a couple things because I know that there's a lot of strategy when it comes to the last couple weeks of the year, and plenty of teams are out. You know, you're in a team, you're in a league with 12 teams, 16 teams, 10 teams, whatever it is. You got your four or six in the playoffs at this point. The other team's just doing whatever, they're done. Maybe they haven't even looked at their roster in the last couple weeks. But if you're in the playoffs and you got a pretty good team, you're not... Thinking just about this week, you might be thinking about the week after. Because right now you might be in the semifinals, quarterfinals, whatever it is. But then you also got to think about if I do win this week, what about next week? And then if somehow I get to next week, what about the week after that? And maybe you do have. And I know we don't like discussing this at all. On the we don't like defensive talk here on the show. But when you get down to this point, you really got to break it down. And kind of look at matchups and kind of look at what's going to go forward, not just this week. Like I said, if you have San Francisco as your defense, you kind of know you're good for the next couple weeks. But let's just say this week you did matchup wise, and then you got to worry about next week's matchup wise. Let's get into that a little bit. Um, necessarily this week, if you had to pick someone up, uh, maybe you'd pick up this or that. But let's talk about this week, next week, and maybe even just future wise. Of what to do defensively and strategy, and 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 the and the extra meat, the 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 fat uh, that you have on your team that you know you're not going to use the next couple of weeks. Maybe you drop a player to pick up an extra defense. Explain the situation, the strategy with that going forward the next two
4: weeks. Absolutely, Zach. It's a great point, and I do not like to talk about defenses, but this is actually the time to talk about defenses because now it's a different attitude. Every point matters, right? There's going to be. Hundreds of thousands of leagues—not it's not an exaggeration—that are going to win or lose their fantasy playoffs this week by five or less fantasy points, and so it does matter. Look, the bottom line is this: at this point, uh, you probably uh, uh, have your defensive selected, but what you are talking about is next week right. and the week after, right. the semifinals and the finals. Run and do not walk right now to your waiver wires, and if the Tennessee Titans are available, you pick them up. I have done this in every league next week. They're playing Houston. Mm. Okay. This is a, at home, this is a fantastic matchup. Okay. Uh, Most likely someone like the Bills um, are, you know, I I, I bet their defense is not available, but if they are, I love their matchup against Chicago. Again, uh, Chicago might have a really good rushing uh, quarterback, but that's just about it in a really cold Chicago. But for me, for next week, it's very simple. And they are available in most leagues You go, and you do not think about it, and you go pick up the Tennessee Titans defense. And if you are being confident and you are feeling saucy, week 17, I still do want you to pick up a a defense, and this defense is going to be available in every league, and there's a theme. They're going against Houston. Right, of course. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. How is their defense? It's they're, They're not great. But Houston is terrible. Right. Pierce is out. Okay. Pierce is likely not gonna play. He's certainly not playing this week. And at this point, do they want to take their star running back and, and and you know work him to the ground? Is that what they're trying to do? So you keep an eye on that. But I would pick up the Jaguars defense going against Jeff Driscoll or Mills. It doesn't matter. It's awful. That is what I want you to stay focused on. Obviously, the 49ers is a defense that is not taken. They have great matchups. Um, Other ones to look at. I really like the Chiefs in the finals in Week 17 against Denver. Denver's an offense that is, in my in my opinion, basically pathetic. And whether it's Ripon or whether it's Wilson, those defenses are going to eat, and that's going to be a cold-weather game in Kansas City. So the bottom line is, those are a few that I like, and I appreciate you asking it. This is a moment where you prepare your team. You set it. Trim your fat. Right. There are players that you have held on to for a very long time that are on your team, and there's a certain point where look, Marquez Valdez Scantling doesn't need to be on your right, roster. Right, of course, there's it's a great certain, example. There's great like DJ Chark. He could be really good. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't need to be on your lineup right now. We are the, in the playoffs. We're in the creme de la creme, and there are certain players that are too risky to start. Maybe they in the in, in the regular season had value because uh, if a Juju Schuster Smith got hurt, uh, Smith Schuster, I always go backwards mm, on that double Jew. Uh, yeah. Oh, the double Jew, Then yeah, maybe MVS is going to be okay. Uh, but that's just the bottom line is look at the guys. Look who you haven't started in the last few weeks. Are you realistically going to find yourself starting them? The answer is no. Drop them. And God forbid you probably could repick them back up because right off the bat, four to six teams are already not uh, in the league anymore. And so you'll keep an eye on it. Get your defenses lined up for this week, the week after, and then the finals week. And be prepared. But the number one team for now is not getting too ahead of ourselves is next week and the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel's defense versus the Houston Texans. That's the advice.
3: Yeah, we don't like talking defense a lot on the show, but when you get the strategy towards the end, you got to have a little bit uh, going forward. All right, let's do it. It's time for Yes or No's Playoff Edition. I'm very excited for this one. I'm excited to hear the music, too. As a matter of fact, hit my music. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the playoff edition of Yes or No's. I will ask No's 9... Fantasy football questions, and we'll end with one life question. The life question is about the holidays and gifts in the holidays. We'll get to no's here in just a second here. Let's start off with question number one. Jerry Judy,
4: he's still a thing in fantasy football, huh? Yes or no Yes, I guess. I mean, coming off a three-touchdown game, I I, I understand he's at home this week against Arizona. Rip him, got him the ball. Look, at the very, very best situation, you're starting him as a flex or, or, you know, your second flex. I don't love him. There's been so many weeks of inconsistency, but there are so many injuries out there. So if you have to start a Jerry Judy, we all know how talented he is. You know, the first-round pick from Alabama, top 12 picking from Alabama. So, yes, you... The answer is yes, because he's coming off such a great game. But is there a huge risk in starting him? Yes. Be careful. Start at your own risk. All
3: right, question number two. Jarek McKinnon, did he just save someone's fantasy football season last week? And is he going to do it going forward? Yes or no?
4: For this week, yes. We discussed this earlier. I mean, Kansas City is uh, going against the... Dead last, I repeat, the dead last rush defense in Houston. If there's not a theme to this, at least segment that we're going right now, is go and bet against Houston. So listen, I like McKinnon this week. If he's a player that you have to plug in, absolutely. I do like Isaiah Pacheco a little more than McKinnon because McKinnon needs to catch touchdowns most likely to get in, or he has to get that one to two yard plunge. That being said, we are in the nitty-gritty, and if you have to start McGinnon, yes, he will be a starter for you. No problem.
3: All right, let's rifle through a couple of these coming up here. Chubba Bubba Hubbard, is he a better start than Foreman this week? Yes or no? No. I prefer Foreman.
4: All right, let's keep going. Tom Brady, start him this weekend? Yes or no? Not that simple, but for right now, I'm going to go yes. I can't believe it, but yes, at home, must-win game against Cincinnati. I'm betting on the GOAT. I'm trying to rifle through this because I can't wait for that life question. Deshaun Watson has come back. Is he worth starting?
3: Yes or no? Oh, God.
4: Yes, I do like him this week a little bit. We decided, listen, start your own risk. You hadn't had him. He didn't get you to where you are. But if he is your best option, it's a great matchup of this week. Uh, Baltimore, amazing against the run, horrific against the pass. So if there's ever a time where Watson makes that big move forward, it's going to be this week. All right, Tua. Is this
3: his comeback game against Buffalo this weekend? Yes or no
4: No, it's absolutely not. And this is a very much weather-based reaction, okay? It is extremely risky. It is going to be beyond freezing cold. It's going to be around 7 to 8 inches come game time, at least that's what the weather people are saying today. So this is a high-risk play, and I would lean against starting him unless we go and we see Saturday night and it's some type of holiday miracle and the weather clears up If it's a really ugly, windy, cold day, I say no. Keep him on your bench.
3: All right, we're staying there also. Finn's Bills, the weather makes all but Allen unstartable. Yes or no's?
4: No, stop it. Come on, Allen is a must start. He is the best quarterback in the league maybe not fantasy yet but he is a must start and some reporter called him out and said your offense is not super he bowl did. level and he sort of chuckled not the best topic for you dolphin fans this guy might come out and he might run down people's throats for at least 60 70 yards and a few touchdowns
3: all right well alvin kamara
4: finally give me the week i need yes or no's No. i cannot say yes to that do i want him to yes is it very very possible yes he's been one of the large disappointments in fantasy and yes you have to start him but knows it's not going to be like this huge breakout unless it is Mm.
3: and number nine is evan ingram going to save my tight end spot in my team this week again yes or noes?
4: Noes. this is a double triple reverse jinx because i need him really badly there's no way Zachy does it two times in a row against that incredible dallas defense right well, look. If you got to start him, please start him. We discussed this, but noes, I'm reversing it. There's no way he's going to have 10 catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns again. But if he gets a quarter of that, well, we will be all right.
3: With that. All right, life question here for mm-hmm. yes or no's around holiday gifts. Are you a gift card present or booze type of person when when receiving a gift from somebody?
4: When I want a gift, yeah, you give me booze. Is getting a gift, uh, I'm
3: all in. Let's stock up. Rank. And- what about just an, a normal gift from somebody or a gift card if that came down to that? What is? What's the question? Do would you would you rather have a present? that you don't know about, or a gift card to a place that someone knows you shop at? I'd rather have a
4: present that I don't know about. The surprise! I feel like the gift card is a cop-out, okay? It's a cop-out, ladies and gentlemen. Know your audience. Know what they are. Listen, I'm a huge uh, football fan, okay? I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm a Gators fan. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm whatever I am. Know what I am. And when you are a huge sports fan, anything you get in your colors of your sport is going to make you happy. Giving me a dick sports Sporting Goods uh, gift card, okay, yeah, is it nice? Yeah, it's nice. But at the end of the day, it's someone saying, yeah, you go figure it out. I'm not going to put effort into it.
3: All right, and last one here. Did you get me something for Hanukkah? Absolutely not.
4: All right, that was Yes or No's Playoff
3: Edition. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back right after this. This is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,